we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simone, and this is our path to power season. And every single week, I'm talking to some amazing people there that are change makers, are trailblazers, individuals who are making a difference in and from and across their communities, whether they're challenging the norm, creating more inclusive cultures. And every week, there is always something that I learn from our guests. And it's all of that kind of advice, the takeaways, the advice that help us drive. And I just think sometimes I say it's just for me, um, driving our personal and professional goals and our growth. So, and this week I am delighted to welcome Amy. Amy Williams is the Chief Information Officer for Business Banking within the wonderful Barclays UK Technology, who we love, love, love partnering with. Hey, Amy, how are you doing? Hello, Simone. Thank you so much for having me here today. Super excited to be joining oh, you. Oh, and the last time we, we saw each other was back at the uh, the Power Up Live event that we had in Branch at Barclays in Manchester a wee while back. It's amazing, isn't it? I love those events. That's the second one, isn't it, that we've... Uh, we've done live like that and they're they're just a buzz they are and I think it's it's so fabulous I I remember what it's like to be in your like your late teens and early 20s but also to really help hopefully give a a good guide into the world of work which when you're at university can seem absolutely terrifying and frankly quite mystical so yeah super event looking forward to lots more Oh, absolutely. Yes. And we will be heading out to you because you head up Radbroke, uh, which is an amazing campus. And um, we look forward to getting out there in the autumn time. And and you are part of that team that drives talent attraction. What do businesses need to be aware of when trying to attract that top talent? Because there's a lot of competition out there and it's not just about, you know, the money and the dollar bills, is it? It's more and wider than that. Yeah, I- it's so vast and I don't think there's one perfect answer to this Simone but you're absolutely right in that it's not just about the wages and the remuneration anymore whatsoever the way I try to think about it both in both in in both roles that I hold so as as the technology lead for our business bank but also as our site lead for Radbrook it's what's that all-encompassing experience we can provide What's that ambitious career pathway that we can make accessible to all of our prospective colleagues? Um, Obviously, you know, the money and the salary is an important part of that. But how can we really create an exciting world-class environment? If I think about parochially within technology, levering technology to, to help our customers, leading edge technology, really getting ahead of the competition, but also providing an amazing workspace for colleagues to come to. We're super fortunate here. We've got 64 acres. We've got a grade two listed building, but we've also just invested millions in a real state of the art campus workplace as well. Um, And then also thinking about the the agenda beyond work. So whether you're into running citizenship, you've got an 
an exuberant passion for diversity, equity and inclusion, what other things can we offer to really help you build and be part of that fabric for Barclays, as well as all the fabulous organisations that we partner with? If I look at Northern Power Women, actually being an external mentor, a coach, an advocate, again, how do we make that part of the fabric of what you come to do at work? Amazing. I love that. And you talk about this amazing campus that you work on and the the grade two listed building and they, you know, they're, they're, they're how many acres? 64. 64 acres. So, but interesting enough, you know, you work in this amazing space and this amazing community, but you are the champion of embracing and adopting hybrid working, aren't you? For you've got 6,000 colleagues, you know, so it's interesting you talk about, you know, we want to make this great place for people to work and you want people to come in, but, but hybrid is really important to you, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, hybrids, again, each firm will define what it means for them. I think for me personally, and what we're trying to create here is what's the right balance of spending time in the office and time virtually. That means that our colleagues really connect with Barclays from a culture perspective, the work we need to do to look after our customers, the work we need to do to build you know, leading world-class technology solutions, but also that suits from a life perspective, school runs, caring responsibilities, or just time at home that you need to focus So hybrid for me is all about what are the right systems and processes, if you like, and expectations that we can put in place to make that blend really work for great outcomes for both Barclays and our colleagues. And we have seen there's there's some big name firms out there, which we won't mention, but there are big organisations out there globally who have insisted on having all their staff back in the office. What would you say to them? <laughs> Dear Mr. Musk, no. Anyway. I'd probably ask him why he's called Twister X as a start for 10. Um, my, next, my next question would probably be along. So I think, I think my thought on that would be, um, do we need to go back to five days a week? I can't see why that's necessary. I think that's a wee bit, you know, dictatorial. Where my where my head's at from that perspective is it's good for culture, for colleagues to spend time together. I mean, that's just a fact, right? I remember the re-emergence of coming back to the office at the end of 2021. And it was, you know, people felt super apprehensive, but it was so exciting to see people face to face. We're social creatures, right? It's good for us to be around other humans, it just depends on how much time you want to and need to spend. But I think from from our perspective, we've tried not to be like we're not going five days a week, but equally we're not saying that permanent remote working is okay either, unless there's a reason for it, personal health or otherwise. But spending time in the office together as a team and in various different flavours of what that team might be. You might be in your programme delivery team one day, you might be in your wellbeing team another whatever team means to you and it can mean more than one thing showing up and connecting collaborating is is vital and I think hybrid is just about what balance do we strike to make that work from a from a from a work and personal life perspective and it's interesting you're talking about the diversity of hybrid because hybrid just isn't half home and half work you just talked then didn't you about you might be in your program team one day you might be in the well-being or you know sort of something else that you're part of another day isn't it it's it there is the diversity in the hybrid working as well it's not just a case of oh it's going to be this split or it's going to be this timing it's beyond that isn't it and I think you know you are you know your sponsor Barclays diversity um, equity and inclusion agenda that kind of falls into that doesn't it it's- oh, absolutely does absolutely does it's all it's all about helping people come, like our colleagues come to work and be the best version of them. Like it, it's, it's great for us to create an agenda that works because ultimately if, if we're creating a place where our colleagues can 
you know, make their work schedules work around life schedules and we're not creating too much pressure to be constantly in the office five days a week, like they'll want to contribute more, they'll be happier, they'll be more motivated, um, they'll want to give back as much as you know, beyond beyond the day job, hopefully. Um so it's great for us from a contribution back into the firm perspective. But also if I think about, you know, things like when as an example, we've got colleagues that might be fasting for Ramadan or have specific, you know, things, um, celebratory events around certain religious festivals. They can make hybrid work for that as well, right? You don't need to be in the office every day. If you need to take time out to celebrate Eid, if you need to take time out to celebrate Holy, if you want to be at home for actually the majority of your fasting week, whatever it might be, as a working mum, we've got loads of working mums. Again, if we can offer flexible agendas that mean that school runs and not a problem anymore and working dads arguably that was remiss of me not being inclusive but if we can create constructs that mean that that's really easy for our colleagues to do it'll make them much happier to work at Barclays as well and has this always been a passionate for you sort of the diversity equity and inclusion agenda oh massively massively um I think if I'm a bit binary about it Simone it's my job as a senior leader at the firm um I need to be a champion and a steward for it on a more personal level I think it would be absolutely horrendous if we end up in a work environment where where our colleagues can't feel that they can bring them, their full selves to work. Um, you know, as a, as a relocated Essex girl up to the northwest, I sound very different to the vast majority of, of, of people in this part of the country. Sadly, that's not changed for, for the best part of a decade. Um, but it's important for me, I'm a natural extrovert, to actually come to the office and be me and know that I that it, we're in an environment where that is okay. Um, and I want to make sure that it's the same for every single other colleague at this firm, race, ethnicity, gender, sexual preference, neurodiversity, doesn't matter. We're creating an environment where our colleagues can bring their authentic selves to work. And, and that is just that is just something that I'm passionate about because it's the right thing to do. And what does good look like? As in, you know, was good DNA look like? Because we, we see and watch, you know, people are doing... It, this and they've done that and they've put the chief exec on the top of the pride float and then they you know all there can be a lot of box ticking we've seen it for probably a couple of decades now to be honest but what does good look like for you yeah um you've kind of nailed it Simone in that it's got to go beyond the conversation and some nominal gestures so if I think about um probably a well-used mantra what gets measured gets done right so punchy targets keep us focused that how we achieve those targets is critically important. We can't just promote certain groups of colleagues to hit a target without the appropriate support around them and the appropriate measures of performance because they will just fail without without the due time, care and attention of nurturing them to get to the right grade. Um, what, what we've tried to create here at Radbrook is a really thoughtful set of pillars and work streams that align to our broader group DE&I agenda to do meaningful work here and meaningful initiatives um, that actually show that A, we're taking it seriously and B, we want to make a difference. So it's beyond, as you said, CEO on a, on a milk flow or, you know, um, someone doing a talk. It's actually, well, let's have a really candid conversation about what it feels to be neurodiverse in the workplace and what we should all be doing to make it okay for colleagues to talk about if they wish to. But most importantly, what do we do to make them feel safe you know, to build an environment that that, um, that actually means that if, you know, and we had some neurodiverse colleagues talk about this not, not so long ago, 
coming back into the office is hard work. It's loud, it's noisy, it's full of distractions, it's full of people that you need to talk to. So we're looking at how to create a quiet space where colleagues that identify as neurodiverse or have been diagnosed can go and sit for a couple of hours, a bit like a quiet coach on a train. So actually, how do we do really meaningful actions? Um, I'm a project manager by trade. So what's our plan to turn the conversation from awareness and understanding to some actions and some plans that show that we're taking it seriously to build the right environment, not just talk about having it. I think that's the key, isn't it? We can talk about, you know, we can have passive, can't you? So much passive support out there, but it's absolutely about how do you turn that passive into action, isn't it? You know, and and, and with a long-term view, oh, I'm not just doing it now because, you know, it's Inclusion Month or it's, you know, it's International Women's Day or, or, or you know, mental health awareness. It, it, it's got to be, it's got to be ongoing. I, I feel like that's the thing. I think some Sometimes we can shine a spotlight, but actually it's got to be it's got to be intentional and thoughtful the whole time, hasn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's got to be sustainable and it's got to be relevant as well. Because um, without relevance and sustainability and making it almost quite programmatic, you lose traction and something else becomes a shiny thing. That w- that we observe next time, which is not okay. And and we've got to innovate in this in this space as well. You know, uh, it's it's got like you've talked about. You know, bringing you've got to create there. Be thoughtful. Be intentional. Be authentic to your brand and your people. You know, it's important that not just to copy. Or we're going to copy what you know brand X are doing over there. Maybe not brand X. It's the second time we're not going to do any more. <laughs> no more mentions of X. <laughs> No, exactly. We'll, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. There's no secret sponsorship here. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, there's a worrying uh, movement that we've seen across the states where there is a backlash sort of um, against DNI, diversity and inclusion, and calling the anti woke agenda. Is this is this a worry to you and the, the the Barclays massive? Me personally, no. I've got a lot of faith in our firm. Not not to. I think it goes back to the previous point we just talked about, Simone, which is. Tip boxing, I can totally see how that would get perceived and called out for being woke because we're doing something for the sake of doing it. When you turn the lens on that we need to make this place a brilliant place for our colleagues to work and actually we need to make the appropriate adjustments to enable that to happen, it then just becomes another thing that we need to do, like having toilets in a car park, right? It becomes very BAU and it becomes as critical as basic facilities that we assume for um, for non-diverse colleagues, let's say. Um, so I've got a massive amount of faith in our firm to do the right thing. If I also look at other you know, things that we've done recently, we've hired in, um, although not Sinew, but Ray Dempsey as our sort of global lead for diversity, equity and inclusion. Ray's got a whole team underneath him that aren't bankers, that don't work in technology, that don't serve customers in inverted commas. They are there to champion and make sure we're doing the right things internally and externally to drive that agenda meaningfully. So I think we've taken some really big, bold steps forward. There will always be more to do. Um, but I would like to think that no, no one would, would and could either, again, internally or externally to our firm, call us woke. I'm pretty comfortable that we're in a good place. And I know you mentioned earlier your passion for mentoring. You've been part of the Northern Power and we had the 12-week mentoring programme um, out of the awards of all of our shortlist. Um, so it was, it was kind of the whole, I suppose the whole intention really was, you know, we have an amazing awards as, as many of our listeners will know out there, but we always adamant that it's never for one night. And so we took and, and kind of connected our shortlist with willing mentors and we're always over 
overrun with mentors. And I know this is massive. Every time we do an event with you at Barclays, we always have so many mentors Every and, and, at, and at different levels, right? Some people who are more relatable because they're in the first few years of their career to people who have got, you know, sort of way more experience like yourself. It's it's a massive thing, isn't it? And I know it's a personal passion for you. It, it is. Um, so I, I'm going to start with a, with a quote, Simone, that I'm properly not taking the credit for, but I loved it and it stuck with me. And, and it, it was told to me recently by, uh, by a good friend here if you're fortunate enough to get the elevator up to the top, send it back down for somebody else. And I, I, that left me with just this beautiful mental image of what I think mentoring means. And, and you don't necessarily have to get all the way to the top. You might have just got to a more advantageous place. And how do you, how do you help others succeed as well? If I think about, you know, the, the, the fortunate position I'm in to be a senior leader, it's my job again. Right. If I'm not taking time to curate, to develop, to invest time in the next wave of talent, either that can come and help me run the site at Radbrook or that want to have aspiring careers in technology or both, I'm not doing a particularly good job. Um, and I think your, your point was so well made on a mentor doesn't have to be tons more senior or might have completely different experience. It's all about providing people with perspective with advice with an independent view sometimes just a place to have a good old rant sometimes we just need a safe space to go dear god there's just something i've got to get off my chest um and actually i think that plays just such a crucial role in development and i've benefited hugely over the years you know um people that have been you know years ahead of me just giving me advice another another really good one that i'd heard um a couple of times in my previous organisation when perhaps I'd not made it through the promotion cycles that I wanted, I got given a terrific piece of advice that said, but look at your career over a three-year span. If you look at a rolling three years rather than what have you achieved in the last six to 12 months, you'll get so much more perspective on your trajectory. You can level out some of the bumps. You can level out some of the disappointments and take on the good and actually see how far you've come on, on that rolling thing because when when you know when you're in something for 30 plus years <laughs> you've got to play a bit of a medium to long-term game as well it's also I think helped me personally because it's helped me reflect on my style as well I take a lot from the people that I have the privilege to mentor and look after whether it's communication style I might be a bit biased about something just because it's something that I've been used to um or frankly you know some of the some of the much younger talent that are coming through the banks just make me think differently my, my fabulous stepdaughters included they'll say why do you think that about that and I'll say oh that is a great question I have absolutely no idea um so I think it's a good two-way street as well actually I think it's that mentoring mindset isn't it you know that reverse mentoring approach from your stepdaughters you know that the advice that you're giving you know I love that that whole take it as a sort of a step back and look at the three-year rather than just sometimes we can be too what's the phrase you can't see the wood for the tree sometimes because you're so kind of in it and you know who who are the mentors you know how have mentors helped you along your way because you've had a you know really impressive career you know so from Accenture or the financial institutions to now at Barclays. So I think I've taken so much away. I, I could probably talk forever, Simone, and that would completely ruin the length of this podcast. And I might send a few people to sleep. I think the I think the most important the most important takeaways for me personally have, have probably been: don't let your own self confidence issues hold you back. Right, you're better than you think you are. So just let that part of Amy go and be herself, and, and stop. You know, set her free. I think the other really important one has been. Um, 
like if something goes wrong it's never as bad as you really think it is don't take things too seriously and I I think when you're super passionate about your job and you work in a critical industry like banking and arguably technology there's a real risk you end up taking the woes of the world on your shoulders with it as well and actually again reframing and not dissimilar to the point on three years just take a step back take a breath have a look around what's going on which is a massive for me it was a you know you set all your stress free or most of it free and it then helps you think as well so you sort of unburden yourself a little bit so but those are those are the, those are the biggest ones for me that I've, I've taken away as, as themes um and it's a real privilege to be able to pass that on actually to others and hopefully do a little bit to help in the chain. That is amazing. What an amazing way to finish the podcast. We always talk every week. Uh, I'm always obsessed with the tote bags. I'm now moving on to merch, to be honest. But, you know, I always think of these great phrases and these great sound bags and these are great advice and guidance. And you just give us three brilliant ones there. You know, send the elevator back down 100%. You're better than you think you are. And it's never as bad as you really think it is. So you've created us a whole a whole set there. There's a whole outfit there, Amy, to be honest. But, um, you know, I'm so grateful. I think it's so important, isn't it all of those you know the fact that you talked about you know say getting that advice off your stepdaughters it's the fact that mentoring matters in every whichever whichever part whether it's sort of the reverse approach peer mentoring you know someone for some more senior it's getting that advice all the way along the way isn't it I think and just reflecting on it no one's ever finished and no one's got all the answers so the conversation is always carry on oh you're giving <laughs> me more I haven't got any, I've got no room for more, any more merch, that's for sure. Oh, I, I'll get you a bigger tote bag, Simone, we'll work on that. <laughs> that's what we'll do that, we'll have that in the next session. Amy, thank you so, so much for joining me today. I know that this just oozes out of you, your passion for talent, your passion for your, you know, for 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 where you work, your people, you know, and the, fa- the passion for mentoring, which to be honest, you know, sort of all that sits in our DNA and I think that's why we love partnering with the Barclays Massive. Uh, so Amy, thank you so much for joining me on uh, this week's Path to Power episode. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you, Simone. Have a lovely rest of your day. Oh, and thank you all for listening. Remember, these are our weekly episodes, so do subscribe so you do not miss a single episode. Catch up with us on all of our social medias at North Powerman on Twitter slash X. There he is again, another bench. Uh, and Northern Powerman on all of our other socials. Please go old school or drop us an email, podcast at northernpowerman.com. We really love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Simone. This is the Northern Power Women podcast, a What Goes on Media production.